You are listening to a new episode of the Game Inflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. This week, we're talking about a console you should pick up, games you should play on it, and all this for under $150 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. So we have done a few of these Starter Kit Showdowns in the past. You can check them out. We've done it on the PlayStation. I think we did one on Game Boy that we released not too long ago. Um, all over the place. We, we like to do these. They're a lot of fun, this, actually. This is going to be the most painful one for me. We're doing Genesis. And everybody who knows anything about me on this podcast knows that I am not a Sega boy. The three buttons confuse me. Yeah, and if you get Ryan six buttons, it's even worse. Twice as confused. Twice as confused. Yeah, any time that we have played Sega games on this podcast, Ryan typically does horrible. So uh, <laughs> I have no doubt that I'll be crushing him in this week's, uh, you know, Starter Kit Showdown. I don't know, John. I, I know that... So this one was really challenging because Sega is expensive. This is definitely the most expensive list that we've done so far. Like, the Game Boy was... Way easier to find good, cheap games. Uh, even the the PS4 was kind of tight because it's, you know, that one we had to up the budget because it's the newest gen. But, like, didn't have this much trouble with PS3, didn't have this much trouble with PS2, PS1. PS2 you'd have trouble with now because those prices have skyrocketed since we did that episode. So... Uh, buy your Genesis games today, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we are predictors of the market. I, I would hope not. Like, I hope we can predict that it goes down. Uh, but, yeah, so we're doing the Genesis this week. I know you don't have, like, a, a ton of history of his console. I've probably got a little bit more history uh, with the console itself. But if you want to kick it off for the folks. Um... So, I remember when I was a kid, I had Super Nintendo. And my parents had some friends... And we would go visit them, and I remember playing Sonic. And I don't remember which one it was, but I do remember doing it, and I just, like, I didn't really have any friends that I would go over to their house and play a Genesis or anything. So, for the most part, my early my earliest Sega time was with my Game Gear that I had, and I had, like, a handful of games for that, but, I mean... Six AA batteries. It just that was a hard system to be able to play constantly, and then um, later on when I got a little bit older, I was going to the orthodontist for like braces and stuff. They had a Genesis set up in like the waiting room and an N sixty four, and I would always play the Genesis because it's like I already had an N sixty four and Pod Racer at home, but like I remember playing. One of the Shinobi games a lot on it, and probably some Sonic. I don't know. It was like uh, it must have had like some kind of multi cart thing in it that let you like choose games, almost like a kiosk setup. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot of experience to stand on here. I for my list, look, folks. I definitely chose things that I think you're going to appreciate. And we'll see if I do better than John. But John actually grew up with a Genesis. I mean, grew up is a strong, strong word here. So, I mean, I, I guess I kind of did. Uh, so my first experience is like I was a Super Nintendo guy, too, when I was growing up. I just didn't play Genesis because it was not the thing that we talked about at school when I was growing up. But it did what Nintendo. 
it did do at Nintendo. Uh, so I recall the first experience I had was our not our next door neighbor, but my grandma's next door neighbor uh, had some kids, and they happened to have a Genesis. The only game they had was Sonic. They had no other games on the console, and so I recall. Well, it was the Pack-in title, right? I guess, yeah. I, I, in fact, yeah, I think uh, it was one of the Pack-in titles or Sonic Three. I don't remember exactly uh, which one it was, but uh, yeah. So. I would go over there, and uh, there was a... What was her name? I think it was Chelsea was her name. And we would just go over there, and we would play her brother's Sega Genesis when he wasn't home, when he was off riding bikes with his friends and doing outdoor things like kids were supposed to do in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, so I remember going over there, and we would play Sonic all the time and just try to, you know, get past the various stages and such. And I do remember, like, at that point for us, it was just like we had been playing so much Mario and Donkey Kong that when we would play Sonic, to us, it felt like a downgrade, as bad as that is for like any Sega person hearing this right now. Uh, we just didn't enjoy it as much, you know. But my cousin also happened to have a Genesis, and he didn't have a Super Nintendo. So whenever we'd have to go to my aunt's house and she would babysit us, and my cousin wasn't home because he's a uh, he's a good like seven or eight years older than us. So he was off, you know, he's a teenager. He's off of his friends and stuff. So we'd hang out in his room, and we would just play Genesis all the time. Uh, so he had a lot more games. Uh, I remember specifically, and a lot of the games that I own were games that, uh, or a lot of the original games I got were from him. So I remember playing a lot of Echo to Dolphin uh, with him, or with my brother. Uh, whenever my cousin was there, he and I would play the Black Bass game. Super, I guess it wasn't Super Black Bass, but it was one of the Black Bass games. Uh, so we would play some fishing games, which was a lot of fun. We used to play that a lot, actually. Uh, and I still have my or his original copy. Uh, Maximum Carnage, which is another one that we would play with him. Uh, we would play some Sonic, but not so much. And we'd play Alien uh, 3 with him. And my Alien copy that I have is actually, in fact, uh, that copy from my cousin years ago. That's uh, so a lot of memories there for me, dude. Uh, but I would say shortly after uh, playing that with him, he ended up giving us, his, my brother and I, his console. And so we hooked that up to our loft at the house, and we had Super Nintendo downstairs, and whenever we felt like playing some Genesis, we'd run upstairs and jump onto the old, uh, you know, old TV, you know, 90s TVs back then, and uh, we'd play some Genesis. And so my brother and I would take turns playing, like, Alien, even though we didn't understand, like, what the heck we were doing. Nowadays I do, because I'm older. Uh, but we had no idea what we were doing with Alien. Uh, but we would play that. We'd play the Super Black Bass game. Uh, we would play Echo to Dolphin. We would play Maximum Carnage. Like, pretty much everything he had. Uh, Hyperstone Heist, actually, was the big one. So as soon as we discovered Hyperstone Heist, we took that Genesis everywhere we went, dude. Like, we had to. We were always playing Hyperstone Heist. Constantly. That's what got us hooked into playing Genesis games when we wanted to play Genesis. It was just always Ninja Turtles. And so, uh, you know, I God, I've got memories of going up to. Uh, we had a house out in Georgia that we would go to. Hyperstone Heist is like sixty something loose. Seventy two loose. Oh my god. Sixty complete. It was like sixty eight when I looked at the list two days ago. Uh, yeah. So it's stupid how expensive See? it is. See, it's going up. Yeah, it is going Even up. Even as we talk about that, it, that's such a stupid price point for that game, but it's such a good game too. So, I and mean, we did an episode a while back of uh, beat 'em ups, I think, and. Uh, God, that was Streets of Rage, that one, I think, Cyborg 2077, I recall. Uh, those were the games that we did back then for that specific episode, so check that one out, too. 
Um, but yeah, so Hyperstone Heist, dude, I have fond memories of taking that Genesis. Like, we only took the Genesis and Hyperstone Heist up to a house in Georgia on a black and white TV that my grandpa had. Nice. Uh, and, like, that was the only TV there. So we would, like, finagle it to where, like, dude, it had, like, the rabbit ear antennas with the foil and everything on it. Like, this house is old. It was built in, like, the 40s. So the, the TV in there was, I don't know how old, dude, but it was older than me. And, uh, yeah, we would hook it up and play genesis games in black and white which is pretty cool uh we would also take that to any relatives whenever we'd go out of town and you know family was hanging out in the kitchen just kind of talking my brother and i would get bored we'd go hook it up to a random tv and play hyperstone heist that's all we did consistently uh it got so bad that we would act we bought mini tvs that were battery powered and we would ask our parent or battery powered or have the ability to hook up and we would ask our parents when we'd go camping can we get in the spot that has electricity hookups? So my brother and I would sit in a tent playing Genesis and Hyperstone Heist. Like it was, it was bad, dude. We played a lot of that game. It was so much fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's my history of the console, dude. Like it's, it's near and dear to me because of the experiences I had with it, but it's not as near and dear to me as like the super Nintendo, uh, because of the fact that I played so much super Nintendo as a kid and I continued playing that console for many years and then, of course, jumped into uh, the PlayStation 2, and the rest is kind of history at this point. But today, I still do play uh, Genesis games when I get the chance, especially when you and I put put a game in there, and I still collect for it. So whenever I see something that is complete in box, I love the clamshell boxes on the Genesis. I think it's far superior to that of the Super Nintendo and the oh, cardboard yeah. boxes. Box-wise, <clears throat> Genesis had it going on. Yeah. Above and beyond, much better. I mean, Saturn was an issue because, you know, they use that fragile plastic casing which i'm not a huge fan of they have you know normal compact disc uh cases as well for some games but um yeah i mean honestly the genesis is is far like from a collector standpoint the genesis is actually probably one of my favorite consoles to collect for specifically because of the clamshell casing like it gives me that blockbuster feel that's what it is i think it's just it's that nostalgic nothing nothing's like that anymore everything's so trimmed down and sleek and trying to be you know as minimalistic like obviously you want to reduce plastic waste and you know stuff like that but like like those big chunky boxes they look good on a shelf yeah exactly and like honestly when you look at my collection and pictures if you catch it on our our facebook page or instagram so at the game deflators and then uh twitter is at game deflators if you want to catch it on there um and anytime i take pictures of collection that is the one part of the collection just sticks out the most like just those clamshell cases it's just so bold dude like it's just out there and you have like the big writing on the side the different colors for the cases like it's just just something about it that i think is better than all of the consoles of that generation i just love the casing so uh the card itself you know is nothing to write home about you know a little black card the the top rollover do they like Super Nintendo on the carts? Like if you were going to put them on a shelf without the cases? Uh, yeah, they do. They have the little lip where it has a label. They have that little rollover mm-hmm. lip? Yeah, I have them. And, but the thing is you can't really stack them sideways because in my experience they're a little rounded on the top corners. Yeah. Um, so you got to like call them. Yeah, you have to call them or you have to set them in a drawer. So I have all my loose Genesis games set up in a drawer. And whenever I can find like cases for Genesis, I like to print out nice copies of the covers. Obviously, I haven't done it so much now because I don't have as many shelves as I, I need. Yeah. But once I get new shelving in the new house, 
go for it. Yeah, I'm going to be buying like third-party Genesis. Uh, actually, I have a lot of Genesis empty uh, cases. So what I'm going to be doing is printing out like high-quality versions of original artwork so I can start getting those loose games and actually shelving them. Uh, I know it's not original and it pains me to do that, but it also pains me to have a bunch of loose games in a drawer that I never see. Well, in the likelihood of running into like a wild OG box yeah. with the stuff in it is just like, especially for a console like this where it is such a drastic difference in price. Like sometimes, you know, you'll get games where it's like, oh, it's like 10 bucks more for complete in box and stuff. But like regularly, a lot of the games on here that I was noticing, it's like double or more to go complete in box. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got like that nice clamshell, you've got the great artwork on the outside, you've got the manual, and that was in an era where people like to toss their manuals and such. I, I'd like to think that it's probably easier to find Genesis complete in box than it is Super Nintendo, just because of the fact that it was a plastic, yeah. you know, box versus growing up, you're like, paper box, tear it open, throw out the box, I've got my cart. You know, Genesis was different because you opened up and you had the case, like you knew that that's where it went. You didn't throw a Nintendo cart or Super Nintendo cart back in the box, typically, when yeah. you were growing up. Like, if you did, obviously, great, because you've... We've you were a genius. Yeah, you were a genius. You're and far you, ahead of your time. Yeah, for you're sure. probably doing well. Uh, yeah, probably, Yeah, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that's just realistically what it is, and I cannot wait to print out more... Uh, more copies of that. So, as far as standout titles are concerned for this game console, Sonic, of course, any of the Sonic games stand out. Um, I would say Sonic and Knuckles is when it really stands out to me. Main reason being is... Uh, double up? Yeah, and the main reason for that is when I was in middle school, uh, a buddy of mine had a Genesis, and he and I uh, would go fishing in his lake, and he also had Genesis games, so we would trade things. And so I Wait, would... what, what Genesis game did the fish usually bite for? Uh, nothing. <laughs> so we would. So we had a lot of lures. Like we had various lures that we had purchased for fishing, and so it got to a point where like we would trade lures for video games, and so mainly it resulted in me giving him lures that I would get like pretty cheap for his video games. It's pretty much what it amounted to. Just so, ripping people off. Ripping people off, dude. I mean, like it, I started at a young age, I guess. Uh, so. Oh, don't worry. This one catches all. Yeah, this one does. Like, here you go. It's yellow. It's very bright. The fish love it. Uh, but I remember giving him several lures, and he was like, here, take this copy of Sonic and Knuckles. So I, I got that game and loaded it up. It worked great, and that's just one I always remember. That one stands Did out to me. Did they have a lot of those games that were like the clip-in technology? I'm not sure. The only one I know of is Sonic and Knuckles. I'm sure there's others. And that's like how Game Genies and stuff worked back mm -hmm. then too, right? Yeah, the Game Genie for VN64 was like that. And I, I don't know if I have a Game Genie on Genesis. I don't even know if there is one. One of the big standout titles for me on Genesis is that, like, long-standing battle of the Aladdins. Which version of Aladdin is better, the Sega or the Nintendo version? Well, and same can be said for Lion King as well. Yeah, that game those. sucks in general. That game's, <laughs> that game's hard. too hard. We need, you know what? We need to actually play that. <laughs> oh, God. Didn't we try once? No, we haven't tried that one yet. I could have sworn we I have it on the before. Switch. So we can play. Oh on, yeah, yeah, the double pack that came out. I yeah. think we should do that one day. But that that Aladdin game is so good looking, and it sounds so incredible. And like, it was it was really like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh man, this is like above and beyond. Like compared to, I mean, even compared to something like you know Super Mario World looks great, but like the fluidity of the motion and the animation in that game was like outstanding. I really remember that one sticking out to me a ton. 
I think I think the friends that I used to go to, they also had Aladdin, and that's where I probably played that one. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the games that you know I've got uh, listed here, I don't think are on Super Nintendo, but a few of the stand uh, additional standouts for me were so uh, any Marvel game for the most part. Uh, Maximum Carnage is always the one that kind of stands out. We played out. that. We did play that one. Alien Three is another one. Uh, we did play that one too. And the last one is Echo to Dolphin, and that's just because of my experiences as a kid playing that game. I was going through a, a list of like 100 best Genesis games. Some of the highlights here, uh, I I didn't really realize this one until I saw like the the header under it. Uh, John, do you know Zero Wing? Zero Wing? I don't, but I'm assuming it's going to be a shoot 'em up of some sort. It's the uh, All Your Base Are Belong to Us. Oh, is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, is that. That was a Genesis game. Uh Altered Beast. I know a lot of people love that one. That's like a big standout title. I uh, I was going to put that on my list originally, I think. I've got that one. Um, well, I don't have it on my list. I, I have the game. What else is on here? Uh, the Shining Force series was on Genesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are some pretty standout titles for um, RPGs of that era. Like... Apparently, there is a lot of good RPGs on Genesis that, you know, I never had exposure to any of that kind of stuff. Which is so. why they go for, like, stupid prices. Oh, yeah. They're they're outrageous. Um, oh, uh, Batman. There's yeah, a Batman that, game on Genesis that's pretty good, too. That surprised me like how Sunsoft. much... I saw that one the other day, and I, it surprised me why that game was so expensive. But, um, you know, it, it's... It's a console to collect for. I mean, it's gone up in value tremendously over the last several years and really the last decade. And it just makes me wish I would have picked up more and more games back when I had the chance in college. But again, dude, like that was just a weird situation. I've talked Toe Jam about, and Earl. We played Toe Jam and Earl. We have, yeah. You know, back in college, it was always a weird situation because I wanted to play Magic Cards. I wanted to play some video games, but I didn't want to collect a ton of games because I just didn't have the money. Now that I have the money everything's gone up in price so yeah. just god man if only golden axe golden axe is golden a good axe one too. Is legendary i beat that one at starfighters actually on the arcade that was fun um wonder yeah. boy and monster world i think i have that that got uh like a new remake a couple of years ago that's yeah pretty good. and it's super expensive it's like a hundred something bucks uh our our favorite recent title mutant football league yeah mutant or league mutant football. league football yeah Wish I had that complete. But, dude, let's... Uh, Flashback, we've done that. Let's uh, jump into our list here, Earthworm Jim. I remember Earthworm Jim being, like, ridiculously hard. I think I have it, too. And Comic Zone. There's a lot of good stuff. Striders on here. Rystar. There's so much stuff that, like, I know tangentially about. And it's, like, it is fun to know that, you know, you've got a lot of this stuff and I'll be able to touch on some of it in the future. But, you know, let us know what your big titles were or stuff that you always wanted to play but, you know, never got around to it. And now it's too expensive and it's like, well, now what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Get more money, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, let's jump into our list here, dude. So Ryan and I looking at the consoles, you had, you know, Genesis version 1, 2, and 3, basically. All Sega Genesis consoles. Uh, and they got slimmer as the years went on. Uh, so if you look at a Gen th- or Model 3 Genesis, it is super tiny. 
Uh, but we figured uh, the first gen Genesis is going to be the cheapest. You're looking at about 40 to 50 bucks a console on that. We're going to say lower end 40 bucks, of course, uh, while doing this. I'm going to say 50 though. Uh, and John's handicapping himself. I'm handicapping myself here. So, well, mainly because I. No, you know what? No, no, we'll do 40. We'll do 40, Ryan, because that opens me up for some other possibilities. Um, You're going to find another game to add to your list live? Live? No, 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 no. Don't worry. I don't need to do that. I've already got this in the bag, so we're good. So we're looking at uh, $40 for a console itself. Uh, the and We're assuming controller and yeah power and everything on that, too. First game I got here listed is Wolfchild. A loose copy. Because, you know, John, while he does love the idea of collecting complete-in-box Genesis games, knows that not everybody can afford to get complete-in-box Genesis games, so... See, now this is the thing. John's the actual collector, and every time we do this, except for the Game Boy, where I also went out of box because trying to trying to buy box copies of Game Boy games is a ludicrous endeavor. Well, see, uh, quality and quantity is what you're going to get with my list. Uh, so Wolf Child's the first one. 17 bucks for a loose copy of that game. You and I played that game. I actually beat the game shortly after that. Had a blast playing it, dude. Uh, so if you haven't heard that prior episode where we played this one, uh, it is essentially like a, I guess it would be kind of like a Metroidvania type of game. It's like an sense. action platformer. Yeah, action platformer. A lot of crazy things. You it's like, level-based, so it's not really like a Metroidvania yeah, where there's a continuous true. giant area. You're right. So it's not a continuous base, so it is an action platformer. But you do have like kind of in a Contra type setting, you can pick up various weapons and they have their different boosts and such. Uh, throughout, and you're going through uh, crazy enemies that are firing things at you. you. Turn into like a werewolf. Yeah, you can turn into a werewolf or turn into a wolf child, essentially. Um, and I liked the Genesis version better than what I saw at the Super Nintendo version. Uh, there is a Super Nintendo version, funny enough. And I think this is far superior, including the artwork. But uh, the game itself, you just progress through various levels to uh, try and find, I believe it's your father who is. Um, pretty much uh, a scientist and he experiments on various people and I think there's like a I think it's a Dracula or something at the end I don't do it's been a while but there's some enemy at the end that you fight and you gotta rescue your dad uh, so that's pretty cool uh, a great game so definitely pick that up and then check out our full review on a prior episode uh, Sonic 12 bucks for a loose copy of that game that's rounding up original Sonic uh, we all know what Sonic is I mean, you're looking at pretty the much... The Blue Blur. The Blue Blur, Sega's answer to Mario. Um, Gotta go I, fast! I think Sonic, personally, is not as good as it's cracked up to be. Uh, but if you're going to get a Sega console, you have to get Sonic. Like, you have to. Yeah. You can't get a Sega without Sonic. And, you know, I, in my experience is playing it... They should have called was, it the Sonic Genesis. They should have. In my experience playing this game... It was more so on the fact that it was too fast at times for me. It was hard to keep balance with your character. Like, if you went flying up in the air, like, trying to dictate where you were going to go, just it always seemed so difficult to me. And so even the, the boss battles were just super hard in my experience. So I think as a kid, it just wasn't a game for me because there was a difficulty spike compared to something like Mario. And it just wasn't as user-friendly, you know, for a younger audience. That was kind of my thing on that. Uh, but that was 12 bucks. Uh, the next one we have here, Alien 3. I sucked at this game. <laughs> you 100% sucked at this game. I absolutely love and adore this game. 
Uh, so again, an action platformer. I think my first three here. In fact, I think all of my games are platformers. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think John's <laughs> list is pretty uh, narrow. My my list is a little narrow in the platforming aspect, but you know what? That, that was a game. John gets you set up to collect all the good platformers, though. And and yeah, I mean these are fantastic. And some games. people, you know, like that's the thing. We're doing this as a pitch for you know you got 150 bucks. You want to start collecting Genesis here's where each of us think you should start and you know that's the uh that's the thing you know john is a big collector of sony rpgs you could collect whatever you want just because you're collecting genesis doesn't mean you need all of it you could collect all of the genesis games that have a q in the title for yeah. example it'd be a small collection but you'd probably complete that collection pretty easy yeah you probably would or a z uh, or X. X would be another good one, too. Uh, so, yeah, Alien 3 is pretty much an action uh, platform and shooter where you collect various weapons such as a flamethrower. I think there's a machine gun. There's a rocket launcher. And you've got the aliens, uh, or I guess, what are they, xenomorphs, technically? Yeah. That's what they're called? Yeah, so they're running about um, within the area. Uh, and within this area, you're, told, you're shown initially various um, people have been held captive by aliens which have had their, you know, They've laid eggs, essentially, in their chests. And you have to try and rescue these individuals while also killing aliens and on a time limit. Uh, so it's pretty crazy because, like, you'll go into, like, a room and an alien will pop out and just deal a shit ton of damage to you. Or, like, they'll fall from the ceiling. So, like, you have to get to a point where you memorize the levels and can go through them. But it, it gets easy as you progress in the game. And it's just great, dude. Like, you have the grenades that you can throw at aliens and, like, you can just time it and see, like, a xenomorph in the background and throw a grenade up there. Or just get close enough to where you can hit it with a flamethrower and kill it off. Um, rescuing the different people uh, is pretty cool because, you know, once you kind of... You have to quickly go through and, like, find them in the process of essentially defending yourself and, and also going through It's a different type of setup. It, it's not yeah. just going from A to B. Yeah, it, it's Like a lot of games, especially back then games. And, like, you could map it for sure and know, like, oh, I have to go for this guy first and this guy and this guy and this guy. But, like, it gets increasingly harder uh, as you progress, and I love it. It's so good. Uh, the next one is Rocket Knight Adventures. Uh, this is my highest priced one at $28. For this a is a legendary copy. game. This game's fun. Like, I haven't gotten as far as I would like to in this, and this is one that maybe, like, you and I, dude, like, just... We just need to sit back, get a couple of beers, and just play like one of these games yeah. and just have fun, like yeah. blasting through a game. Um, this one right here, you have like a literally like a little rat, basically, um, or a little mouse, and you have the ability to like take your sword and aim it, and, like shoot across like a rocket through various parts of a level um, as a platformer, and it's it's just fun, dude. Like. Being able to shoot into enemies, Bright, colorful, yep. The music, imaginative, music is character actually, design, music is fantastic. The level build is really fun. Uh, the enemies are fairly challenging in the experiences I've had, and just being able to use like, you know, your rocket type power to shoot through enemies and deal damage. Being able to slash them as normal, collect various items to boost health. Like, it's just fun, and it, it's a classic game. A lot of people. Uh, you know, to collect, uh, this is just one of those very, it's not, I would say it's uncommon, but it's an entry level in terms of like price point, you know, 28 bucks for a loose copy of this is honestly, I think a killer deal. Uh, the next one we have here is flashback. Another game you and I played this one, we played on the super Nintendo, but it's a cinematic platformer. And at first I was kind of like, man, I'm not a big fan of this, but the more that I've 
you know, thought about this game since we did that recording and since we actively played it, uh, I like this game. Like, I think it's super cool, that style of platformer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's eight bucks. Like, this is a classic game. They had a re-release that they put out on the PlayStation 4 and Switch, uh, so you can easily pick it up on there. But if you want a loose copy of this game just to add to a, a Genesis bucks. collection, not bad. $8 is not bad at all. I mean, it's cheaper than what you're going to get it for now, I think, as a physical copy on a Switch or PS4. And uh, my last one here, uh, Maximum Carnage. Uh, loose copy right now is running about 17 bucks on here. And, you know, another tip for people, too, depending on how you want to collect. If you are interested in, you know, the clamshell and having everything pristine, great. But just understand you're going to pay a premium. These prices that I'm giving you right now uh, can vary. It could be, you know, maybe there's a torn label on here. Maybe there's a little uh, snip taken out of a corner okay, of a label. Okay, it's... It's uh it's on sale right now for two dollars on Switch, as in digital. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, digital two bucks, not bad. Physical, <laughs> if you're looking for physical, then it's probably gonna cost you a little more than eight bucks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like with these games, like especially with loose carts, if you can find one with a damage label, if you can find one that has like forty four bucks on Amazon. Oh wow, uh, a crack or something within the cartridge itself, like a minor crack. Like there's so many ways that you can get these games cheaper and still enjoy playing them. Uh, so I would say with my last one here, Maximum Carnage, uh, I have a lot of experience with this one in that you and I have played it, uh, progressed pretty far during the time that yeah. we played it. This was uh, one of the better Spider-Man games we played. Yeah, I think this is the Spider-Man game you should be playing. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a little difficult at times, but I do have a lot of memories tied to this one, uh, from it being one of the original games that my cousin and I would play and my brother. Uh, so it's just, I've had my original black copy for many years, and then I picked up the red copy complete in box for about 35 bucks. I don't know what it's going for now, complete in box, but uh, I picked this one up, God, what was it, last year, I guess. I picked this one up, or no, it was before the pandemic. I picked it up for about 35 bucks for a complete in box copy. What's it going for now? I assume you... Uh, 42.55. Okay, so it's gone up seven bucks since I last bought it. It's about mm, a little under... Damn, it's 127 on Super Nintendo. Wow, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, yeah, there's like a special edition copy. It's like 500 or was 500. Uh, but yeah, so that's my list. So let's calculate this up. We've got uh, 40 bucks for the console, 17 for that is gonna make it. For that first one is uh, 57. Uh, we're looking at 69 when you add Sonic. Whoa. What? We're looking at 69. <laughs> 80. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry for Ryan's uh, outburst there. Uh, 82 if we plug in Alien, $110 when we put on uh, Rocket Knight, 127 with Maximum Carnage, and 135 when we throw in Flashback, leaving me with a cool $15, which can go towards another controller to play all of these games, or not all of them, but some of these games as two-player. Which of these games? Which of these games? None of them. <laughs> However, actually, it gives you the ability to get another controller and a two-player game. I, I think for 15 bucks, you could pick up Altered Beast and let, throw it on this list. Yeah, probably could. Probably could. Yeah, I just realized all these are one-player games, so you can't enjoy this with friends. But you can hand them a controller that you can play or pay with the extra $15, and they can watch you and hold the controller and pretend they're playing. Oh yeah, so you can pick up Altered Beast for seven eighty three, okay, and that still gives you like six bucks left. All right, so there, there's the list, folks. I think it's far superior to Ryan's list, uh, which he will reveal here in a moment. All right, so 
Thank you, John, for telling us about all of the single player, one genre that you would advise people to pick up. Uh, hey, you know, you know to what? Start their collection with. I don't have any friends. You're the only person who hangs out with me. So, so my list, as usual, I do complete in box, like a real collector. And uh, I also try to, you know, give you a little taste of this, a little taste of that, get you, you know, some different stuff. So um, I had a few spots that I had to fill on this list. So the first one, I don't really know much about, and it was kind of a spot fill for me. But Lotus 2, uh, 1123, it's a racing game. I feel like, you know, every Starter Kit Showdown deserves to have a racing game in it for people, um, you know... Outrun, Road Rash, those games are kind of more popular on Genesis, but way, way more expensive. Virtual Racer, way more expensive. So this is a good budget racing game that you can get your hands on. Next up, I feel like everybody always needs some kind of puzzle game, too, to get going. So we got Pack Attack. Now, did we have we played Pack Attack? Uh, is Pack Attack the platformer one that's really weird? Or is no, that no, something that's else? Pac-Man. That's Pac-Man. Pac- Pac-Man's like a kind of like a Tetris, but like you put the pieces down and then Pac-Man like eats his way through them. I haven't played that one now. I've played it somewhere at some point. Maybe I played it. I don't know. I feel like I've played this game. Um, so I threw that on there. Uh, that is seventeen twenty-nine. I would have taken uh, what is it, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, because that's a really popular. Like that's the really the one to get for this console, but it is more expensive. Um, so you know, trying to do it on a budget here, this is a really good alternative, I would say. Uh, next up, I don't really know much about this one. I was trying to get an RPG on this list, and unfortunately, the Fantasy Star and Shining Forces of the Genesis are just super expensive. But this is on a list of like the top ten best rpgs on the console and it's also like the cheapest rpg like if you go to price charting and you sort by price and sort by genre rpg this is way down there near the bottom of the list but still pretty good it's called sword of vermilion and it's it's actually like an action combat rpg i think i have it it's supposed to be really impressive for what was going on at the time like in my mind, looking at the screenshots that I saw, like maybe kind of like an early idea of like a Tales game where you're on like a plane and, you know, doing action combat. Uh, so I threw that on there. That's going to be my biggest price point. That's 2403 for Sword of a Million. Yeah, I actually have this in my collection. So at some point we can play that one. Next up, uh, going with the sequel uh to john sonic i got sonic the hedgehog 2 coming in for 1150 i mean they made so many sonic games that like at least you could still get a complete inbox sonic without breaking the bank i mean 1150 not bad at all and sonic 2 i feel like is just is a better sonic than sonic 1 you know well, because it's two. Yeah. <laughs> I would have put Sonic 3 on here, but Sonic 3 was too expensive. I mean, in my experiences with a lot of these games, uh, you know, it's been years, right? But when you play something like Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3, 
they're generally like people say, oh, well, number two is better than number three or like number but they're one all is better. Suffice. But they're all, yeah, you're still going to get the same amount of enjoyment out of it. I personally prefer number three, which a lot of people hate. Um, you're still going to get that same experience of Sonic with Sonic 2. Or like, well, Sonic, Sonic 2, it's either Sonic 2 or 3. I can't remember. One of them adds like the spin dash. Because before two. that, you have to like build your momentum yourself. So it's like it adds a lot more to to the modern Sonic that we know once you get that spin dash in there. Uh, next up, like probably one of the best, coolest fighting games ever, Primal Rage. Like who doesn't want to be a big giant King Kong gorilla fighting against a raptor and a T-Rex and stuff? Like this was like the sick, like kind of gory i was gonna put mortal Kombat on here but then i saw primal rage and i was like dude it's got to be primal rage instead like it was it was such a unique different title to see and like i know that it's got a lot of nostalgia for people and people really dig this like i don't know if anybody's ever thought about like buying the rights to this or who even has the rights to this now like this would be something cool to see like come back and have like an awesome remake of Mm-hmm. And, like, add in a bunch of new stuff, too. Uh, so that gets a fighting game out of the way. Um, next up, I thought for sure this was going to be on your list, John, but Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin was, like, almost a secondary mascot, I want to say, for a little while, like, in people's eyes. Like, Echo the Dolphin was, like, a Genesis thing. Like, that's one of the games that was, like, okay, you know... You're coming, we're giving you something unique. And Echo is kind of like a Metroidvania, but it's all underwater. You play as a dolphin, you like go and get new powers, you use your sonar to navigate in like the dark parts of the ocean and you know, ram things and explore. I, I've not played too much of this. I've seen some let's play of this before. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that Echo like looked really interesting. I remember seeing it in like early magazines. I don't think it was this one. I think it was like a a later sequel or something. I think I, I have it on PlayStation it. 2, I want to say. I've got a copy of Echo the Dolphin, not obviously the same one, but mm-hmm. a different one. But you know, it it tech well, it didn't make my list from the financial aspect and technically seeing your list it very well could along with Altered Beasts for loose copies. Um, yeah, Echo the Dolphin, 1630, complete in box. Oh, and uh, Primal Rage was 1999. Uh, so Echo the Dolphin at least made it in terms of my nostalgia component in mm-hmm. playing it. Yeah. So did talk about it, just didn't add it to my list, but I think I could here if that altered beast. Yeah, and then uh, last game, I was going to put uh, Super Tecmo Bowl 3 on here, but I was kind of like, you know... We just played all those football games, and I can see how that's not always people's cup of tea. And I rem- was like, what's what's another good like sports game to throw on here? So I took PGA Tour Golf 3. Um, it was the cheapest of all of the PGA games. Like They're all kind of within a couple dollars of each other. This is just the latest one, and in my mind, you know, generally whatever the latest title is is going to have the most fully featured version of it so why settle for one when you can jump to three for two dollars cheaper there's probably a reason it's two dollars cheaper 
Uh, yeah. So that comes in at 860. So that gives me a total lot value of 108.94. So I got a buck six left over. That should be enough to go get popcorn, like uh, a cheeseburger. That's true. You could get a cheeseburger, or you could buy popcorn, or popcorn, or popcorn. Not at the movies, though. Yeah. So uh, too much. Well. So that's my that's my list of not all one genre games. Hey, you know what? I got some great games on my list. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six games. Altered Beast, and then you yeah, could still did, buy one other. If we did Altered Beast, you could and probably Echo. get Echo. Yeah. So if we did Altered Beast and Echo, we'd be looking at eight games. So you're looking at eight high quality games through my list. Uh, you know, Ryan's got you know some great stuff here: the golf and Pac Man and I'm just going to list the bad ones. Uh, but I think it's a good list, oh, dude. Oh, no. Echo's uh, 1060. 1060. Okay. So I, you know what? You know what? We can go up. We can go $2 over. We can go $2 over. <laughs> we'll go $2 over. We'll get Echo and we'll add Altered Beast on there. That'll put us at, it's like $1.50 to 2 bucks over. I'll give you my $1.06. There you go. We'll get Ryan's $1.06. So you combine this. And actually, since you already got Echo, we don't have to get a second one. Uh, but if you combine those lists, uh, that's a great lot of games for uh, you know what would essentially be about two fifty to three hundred yeah. bucks, which isn't bad. Um, I think it's a great way to start a collection. And you know, looking at your list, yeah, dude, a lot of good variety in there. You've got uh, you know Echo coming in. You've got some an RPG if you're sort of a million uh, pack attack. I mean, I, I think it looks good. And uh, of course, on mine, you're going to get all the platformers, all the platformers. all the platformers. So. And action platformers. Well, interesting list. Uh, you, you did a little better than I thought you would, dude. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to absolutely crush me with this one with your with your knowledge and skill. But I mean, it just goes to show you, it's like even though the Genesis is a crazy expensive console to collect for, if you're only going for specific, you know, things or some of the some of the more commonly popular, like the Sonics and Echo and stuff like that, you can really get away with getting some good deals still. And, you know, there's no there's no reason to buy a PS5 until they come out with one that looks better. So you might as well start investing your money in Genesis before it gets even more expensive. And then you sell it and get a PS5. There you go. There you go. All right, well, uh, this was a fun episode, dude. I can't wait to do the, uh, the next Starter Kit Showdown. Which, if, if we go in... And our usual order will either be the second console released in an order, or we'll go back to whatever the first Sega was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, keep an eye out for, um, I'm trying to think of what the other one would be, uh, the Xbox 360. <laughs> Just kidding. Not doing that one anytime soon. Uh, well, I bet it's so cheap. I bet it's so cheap to buy 360 stuff right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been picking it up here and there. Some of it's going up in price. I've been picking up the RPGs on that console. Like, there isn't a whole lot. Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon and... Uh, <laughs> those are the only two I can think of. Fable? Fable is one. There's a Darkness one that's on there. I forget the name of it. Um, it's an Atlas game. Uh, Magna Carta 2. Uh, there, there's several. There's actually quite a few. Okay. Um, but I, I've been picking those up whenever I can. Well, uh, this has been a new episode of the Game Deflators podcast um, on Sega Genesis collecting on a budget. My name is John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.